installment of the yummy coco show this is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches music interviews and games i'm your host yummy coco aka colette prosper i am a comedy writer and filmmaker on the show we talk about everything from uh supreme court just wylin wylin right now uh is it because of clarence thomas and maybe uh those uh three appointments um that might I don't know, that's being called into question. And so they're just trying to, uh, you know, get all their um, their shit out. But then again, I mean, this is the time where um, they make big decisions, I guess, like every year. Uh, but the decisions that they're making are wild, um, including um, giving states uh, the right to make decisions on row row has not been codified um all the things that people are talking about is pretty bad um and uh i'm sure they're gonna go after other things next um and it's uh scary times stranger things is uh the theme of the this episode so uh no sketch again um i'm just going to go into my interview with miju also, Cassidy Hutchinson uh, testified against Trump and Travis Barker's in the hospital. Hope he feels better very soon. They figure out what's going on. Um, I read all about the uh, Jan 6 hearing as I sat at the border leaving Tijuana uh, and trying to get into uh, San Diego. Um, it looks a lot like trying to get into like the Holland tunnel in New York. Like it's, it's very, um, it's very wide or maybe Lincoln. Um, I'd say, I'd say Holland tunnel. So it's like, you know, like more than six lanes and then it like bottlenecks. Uh, anyway, there were, um, they were, uh, just, there were a lot of people um we waited for over three hours to try to get through um, we finally get up and um uh long story short i'll just say that uh i didn't have uh uh i i need to update my uh paperwork so i was really nervous about it but i brought everything to prove that i'm american and my thought was like just they're, they're not going to want to keep me. They don't want to keep me here. They, you know, they don't want me. They just, uh, and yeah, they didn't want me. The Mexico did not want me. They were like, whatever, just go. Um, she's obviously, um, you know, doesn't belong here. So she'll just go there, even though her paperwork is not totally correct. Um, and the uh, customs person was, was talking to us, asking us, what we do and um then started talking about like the russians and how they're taking over the trying to take over the border and this kind of freaked us out a little bit uh long story short i'm here i'm back welcome back 
um, how are you? I went away for my birthday and that was nice. I felt like an adult. We stayed at a nice, uh, we stayed at two nice places and felt very adult-like. We stayed in um, the Valle de Guadalupe, which is like wine country in Mexico. So I, I felt like I was in Tuscany, but like I just drove there. I didn't have to like fly and uh, with my like janky passport and uh, get turned away. I actually had you know, I could just drive there. I could just drive to one country in beautiful Mexico, gorgeous country, um, really nice, sweet people. Anyway, we had fun. Here I am. I'm back. Cassidy Hutchinson uh, sounds like a villain from a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie or Hillary Duff. Take your pick like 90s little blonde girl. And, you know, there's this like brunette that's starting shit. Anyway, uh, my uh, sketch music theme came on. There's not going to be a sketch today because I am back in town. I'm just going to play my interview and just enjoy it. My point is that uh, in this instance, Trump is like a Mary Kate or an Ashley or in uh, Hillary Duff. And um, this mean girl, Cassidy, she's like ruined his whole scene. Oh, why did she do this? She's a clout chaser. I never said these things. And he's, uh, you know, saying that he like he never has a temper tantrum while having a temper tantrum on Trump's uh, social or truth social, whatever the hell it's called. Anyway, my guest today is Miju Sayuni. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things, uh, primarily Stranger Things. And, uh, of course, uh, Trump relates to Stranger Things. Uh, we are in a in a new world with, uh, you know, leaders that are just blatantly corrupt and just getting away with shit. Looking at you, Clarence Thomas. Looking at you, uh, Mark Meadows. Looking at you, uh, Lauren Boebert and all these, you know, fuckwads. So, anyway, let's get into my chat with Miju Sayuni. Thank you for listening. If you like this show, please give it five stars. It's how people can find the show. about to like plug in and whatever and he looks at the bottom and it's like coming up excuse me it's like coming apart like the whole bottom of the laptop uh-huh. and he's just like oh shit like your thing is open it can explode you need to like oh no that is true that is true that is true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I had no idea. And so I call IT and I'm like, is that a thing? My husband says that. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, yeah, it could totally explode. Mm-hmm. And, and not just it's like he said, it's not kaboom explode, but at the very least, like it's going to leak acid. And so you you want to, you know, take care of this right away. So I had to hand it in and then they gave me this um, refer refurbished computer so here i am how are you i'm so bad that this i feel so bad that this happened to you and uh this happened to my computer i don't know like 20 
2013, I was I used my like personal laptop for like everything. Yeah. Um, and it was same. I was either my personal laptop or my personal mobile device, but it had it had inflated wow. essentially, and they were like, "You need to get a new one because it's going to explode." Kind of shit. Um, yeah, which is why after that I like never uh, you like I always demanded a work a work device. Um, yeah. For, for work because some jobs out in LA they won't give like they'll be like no you use they literally do a lot of times they'll be like you'll need your own computer and it's like you're a yeah. fucking company. You have computers like um you'll need your own computer for this like you know you'll need your own car yeah exactly like you'll need your own car I'm like okay well anyways um I'm very sorry this happened to you and hopefully they got you something right away it sounds like yeah yeah they yeah because uh otherwise no work but but yeah so I was I was able to um thankfully the um IT hooked it up and and here I am but it was um but yeah it was it was I was like oh my god it could explode uh so that was that was weird so um so yeah so I'm, I'm here now with Miju Sayuni. Hello. Hi. I was uh, interviewed on Screenwriters Rant Room and I fumbled on my, uh, when I was talking about like people who are in uh, uh, our mentoring group and I, I, I said it was, it was an Adele Dazeem moment. <laughs> I just thought, you know what? I, I care about you so much, Colette, that I literally <laughs> thought that they just edited it wrong. Like they were like, "Let's let's fuck with this one." No, then- I think I was just like really close to the mic, and then I'm kind of nervous, and so I was like, um, you, you, do this, like "You do this for a living." And no, I think you it was. Should, you should, you should. I think it was. I think it was the first name. I think. I think it was the first name. Mimsy. It sounded like Mimsy, like the secret <laughs> of Mimsy. <laughs> the. Mimsy Salamander, yeah. Mimsy, like- yeah, it was bad. I was all- like, oh no, but I, it was kind of out of out of body because I thought I said Miju Sayuni. <laughs> I thought I said it perfect, and I was just like, check the pe- the podcast when it drops. <laughs> <laughs> And then you you were and then I, I listened to it and then you listened to it and it was just like Adele Dazeem. <laughs> if if I could have a half or seventy five percent of the talent that uh the wickedly talented Adele Dazeem uh, yes. has, I would I you could call me whatever you want. Yes, like, both Adele Dazeem and Adina Menzel. Adina Menzel, yeah. Yes, yeah. John Travolta. I don't know what he was on. He was on something. And he just the name came up on the teleprompter, and he just said whatever he thought was the best thing to say. But Miju Sayuni, you are a reoccurring guest on the Yummy Coco Show. Is it called the Fivers Club? Fiverr. Um, that sounds familiar. For SNL, when they host, yes, it, is it the Fivers? Yes. Okay. Are you in the Fivers Club? I don't know if I'm in the. You Fivers need a Club jacket. Or- yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I think. Yes, um, I think in the in the tradition of uh, you know Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin and uh, Candace Bergen and I, whoever else has hosted over five times. Yeah, I I think uh, I think I 
have been a Yummy Cocoa guest for yes. a handful of times. I don't know five, but if it if I do get five, I think I should be considered a reoccurring guest that gets a jacket. Yes, um, yeah. I I have to I have to make jackets. That's, I, that's my that's my job. I have I to would, I have to do that. I would really love that. I think yeah. it's a I think it's a great idea, and I think you definitely definitely need to do that. And I would definitely be the happiest little Miju um if you did that so um I just think it'd be like a fun I think that's my gimmick I said I said while you were gone I was like I want to be like the Cardi B or I'm sorry the Nicki oh god she's gonna kill me when I said that the Nicki Minaj of of get being like guests on people's podcast like I want to be it who's she gonna kill you like Nicki or or Nicki Minaj would Nicki Minaj oh oh she's gonna find you yeah she'll be like why did you say 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 Mimsy Salamander. Mimsy Salamander. What's good, Mimsy Salamander? That's what she would you say. You got to that me. jacket? You got that jacket yet? Yeah, Nicki Minaj would do a whole hate track on me with my my Fibers Club jacket. Because you know this is a hit podcast, right? Like you know this is like everyone knows. Everyone listens I, to this. Oh, everyone, including Nicki. I've already told a bunch of people that I'm doing a Stranger Things episode with Colette. So yes. like I, nice. and I'm not kidding. I've like told three people so wow that's the audience that's the audience oh gosh no I've been really excited to talk about this I don't know I've been I've been like naturally I feel like talking about stranger things too much and I feel like it's just I don't know how I'm gonna say this like real talk I don't know how other countries like feel about it about like stranger things like the the launch days and stuff like that but I, but I knew transparently from like a marketing standpoint I was like oh the Duffer brothers wanted it to launch on the two holiday weekends in the US during the summer because they yeah. knew everyone like there's no other strategy but that that and it couldn't be maybe it's not the Duffer brothers maybe it's Netflix's marketing Yeah it would have to be they're yeah. all about the alg- algorithms so I mean yeah. it's a, it's the smartest I hate like not everything is like has a perfect launch time Yeah but this is this is this is like NASA has to call Netflix on this because these are perfect launch times ooh, right now. Ooh. Yeah. This is yeah. some some international space station level uh show launches. Yeah, or season launches, season part yeah. part space and part X. Two. Yeah. So yeah. I was I, I hate to say it, like I, I know what I'm doing on uh july 1st or 2nd i think it'll be i don't know we'll see what happens on july 1st it's still a work day for me i think so yeah i'm i'm not one of those i wait until when midnight to suffer like i think i'm gonna try to do it that like friday evening or saturday day and enjoy yeah you're doing it at the respectable like you know over 30 kind of uh method like you're at a at a reasonable hour where you're not gonna pass out fall asleep um right like it's not you're not waiting until midnight I don't want to be the first person to watch it I'd rather hear everybody else yeah I don't I don't have to be there are some things I I like to be the first person to watch but uh tv shows I like I think I like my spoilers to be out for a day before (laughs) yeah before I watch them right I don't cry yeah yes yes um especially at stranger things I've never had to cry I never felt yeah. the, the need to cry. 
But uh, but yeah, so yeah, we're talking about Stranger Things. Maybe we'll even talk about a little Ms. Marvel too, because um, I've I've uh, I'm caught up finally on the two episodes that are yeah. That are out. I, yeah. I too am caught up on the two episodes that are out, but once this airs, I think there will be a third or fourth episode. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This'll this'll be out uh next week, just before the premiere of the last two episodes of uh that make up volume two of Stranger Things season four, uh on July first. So yeah, we're gonna be we can talk a little bit about that. Uh but yeah, definitely talk about stranger things cuz like the later the latest episodes pick up 6 months after the gang's showdown with the mind flayer at season 3's climax season 4 takes the cast and spreads them across four different locations including Russia and California um and in so exotic in, yeah so exotic and then like in true like stranger things fashion because it is like it's a fantasy show um I just find it like we I, I don't know if you um, I want to know your over th- overall thoughts about the show, but I think that it's really interesting that um, uh, what's it called? Hopper revealed to the Russian guard, um, the guy from Game of Thrones who who eventually um, get is jailed alongside him. He reveals to him that like he because he had like agent he was like i don't know infected with like agent orange that's what um led his daughter to become sick and so it makes you think that maybe um i don't know if you thought of that that like his exposure to a- agent orange and uh, uh you know uh ostensibly uh what's it called um exposure to agent orange probably like affected her powers 11 Oh, holy but, cow. I didn't think yeah. about that. I didn't but think like that. Stranger Things tries to bring up these like Agent Orange. They're like, what, what was going on back then? Oh, Vietnam vets, Agent Orange. Let's do that. And then like with Lucas and Billy, the um, Max's brother that, that ended up dying, um, Billy didn't like Lucas hanging around his sister. And you think it's kind of racial and it kind of is like it seems really weird. But then it just gets swept up in all the, you know, monsters and fantasy and stuff. So it's just like, why even explore that? So, so again, so it's like, why even explore that? And then the Agent Orange thing, like, why explore that? I guess there has to be some kind of connection somewhere. But in in that show, it just seems like you know they bring up ideas, and then they just kind of let them go. I think I feel like they they're just allowed to just sort of do whatever they want because it's a hit show. I mean, it's not just them. I think a lot of other shows have like you know side storylines that go to the side that don't ever end up getting fulfilled like Colette if you really want to do a flashback someday we can talk about Lost like I will I will talk about all the feelings I had about Lost as like a lover of Lost as a hater of Lost as everything in between and how misled I felt so many like oh like like you know it's I'm I'm not someone who thinks that my my relationship to television is like my relationship to a significant other, but mm-hmm. there is like adultery and there is like and there are breakups and there is betrayal yeah. and there is romance. So maybe maybe my relationships with TV maybe I maybe I spoke too soon, but like but I, they kind I, of bring up 
stuff and then it just never yeah they bring they never see it again especially with genre shows i i think there's so much mystery in the beginning when you have a genre show that Mm -hmm. like something like all will be explained eventually or will it we never know um i think uh there's there's another one i know with with stranger things that people like to bring up Mm -hmm. um that one of our new cast members um the the dungeon master um eddie eddie that eddie munson uh brings up to the cheerleader uh when he chrissy Chrissy, when he offers her drugs that like she's like oh he goes oh you didn't remember me when we were in like younger grade school together because i had like short hair and my head was shaven or something like that to which a lot of a lot of fandom likes to speculate that maybe he was also like a survivor uh of the the massacre uh that we all thought eleven did that we all really knew eleven didn't do. Oh but yeah, yeah. Maybe Eddie Munson also has his Some gifted. Powers. Yeah. But again, oh. like, is, is this a stretch or like is this a stretch or is this a throwaway line about a character's haircut? Like I don't know. Um and I don't know if I if I care that much. Like I also think, you know, we get introduced to Max in season two. Yeah, it's not not just being this cool character, but she's this cool character who's really good at video games. Like that was mm-hmm. the whole thing was she she knocked out the boys and like everyone in the top spot. Um, yeah, I thought she was games. cool. Uh-huh. But she but they never like bring that up later. On. Like those those skill sets are not really used throughout the series. And you're I don't I I don't I definitely don't think it's wasted. But there you know there are all these nuances to these characters that I think. Uh, is a combination of what's like what do what what do the duffers say and then what what did the actors decide to sort of make their own now that they've been with these roles for a few Mm -hmm. seasons Mm -hmm. and things like that except for eddie munson like this that's that's the mystery of this like hair throwaway line is it's like is it a throwaway like is is, it is anything a throwaway Ooh. Uh one one thing is that uh there was a lot of um in the the first trailer of like the first half of the show um of season four, it was um thought that there was gonna be some kind of like rock, like guitar hero, you know, eighties hair metal battle, like rock battle. And that never happened in volume one, but then it shows up again in the recent volume two trailer. Dun, dun, dun. So is there going to be like this epic battle? Because like um, where we left off, Nancy is stuck in the upside down. And so is her favorite music air guitar or not air guitar, but actually like guitar shredding, like, uh, and then he's going to have to like shred guitar so that she can be free. I mean, I'm really excited to know if they're they're gonna figure out what Nancy's favorite song is and yeah. what that what that means for Nancy. Um, you know, I, I but also I'm one of those people I don't know who, what my favorite song is. You don't I don't know if I know like there there's a lot of jokes on Twitter of like, oh, is like what's your what's your song that's gonna keep you from from going to the upside down? And uh uh, stopping you from like vetra getting you so i don't know what my song is jeez i'm crow i wish i knew the answer jeez uh, and crow jeez i'm crow jeez i'm crow jeez and uh, crow i never heard of that oh really it's like yeah uh, it's like cheese like, and rice yeah like like what do they call it uh like 
cheese and crackers. I've heard that before. Cheese and crackers. That's yeah. very British. Yeah. Jesus and crow. It's like, yeah, it's Jesus Christ. Jesus and crow. Jesus and crow. Um. Oh, instead of saying Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. using the Lord's name in vain, yeah, yeah, yeah. you say yeah. Jesus and crow. Okay. Yes. yes. Oh. I'm, I'm trying to be nice to people. Yeah. Um, to the G's, a- to the Jesus. What would my what would my um what would my song that would save me be? Uh, there's I'm sure whatever the song is, uh, but they have be, to know fast. It would be problematic. Oh, if do you think do you think what like like Sean yeah. would know what your what what song no. to play? No, he'd be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think Max would be like, well, she likes a lot of music. This is really hard. And yeah. Then, oh, He'd probably just play something that he likes. It's Tevin Campbell's um, Eye to Eye, which is from the Goose movie. Yeah. Whoa. That's like the song. That's like that song would get me out. I Okay. It's a great wow, that song. Is random. <laughs> I don't think anyone would get it. No one. No one would like know where. I think maybe one person would know this is the song he needs to play to survive because it's also like a, a karaoke song that I pick from time to time. I have nice. like, a few like go to karaoke songs, and one time I got to do Eye to Eye uh, mm-hmm. from the Goofy movie, and I uh, I, I think it's a I think it's the top underappreciated Disney song um, wow. in a Disney film. It's wow. so good. It's really really good. Okay, um, I'm, I'm so, gonna I'm gonna get that so on uh, Apple Music. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so it's it's like a great stupid song. Like it's it's one of my favorite scenes. I I'm gushing. What happens in the scene? It's it's goofy and. Uh, Are you not familiar with the Goofy movie? I, we need to watch I, I am together? I am familiar, but I I goof, blocked goof, it out. Oh my gosh, no! This is like so. The Goofy movie is a coming of age story about. Nice a teenage boy named Max who a teenage goof named Max yes who is love interest <laughs> like all love interests in like the 90s should be uh her name is Roxanne it, that's, nice. it's nice perfect yeah very uh uh you know Cyrano uh yes. Cyrano de Bergerac of, of like having a Roxanne love interest anyways yes so Roxanne is like this 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 girl at the school and there is this cool cool singer uh played by like the is is musically voiced by uh Tevin Campbell and oh. his name is Powerline and um Max dresses up as Powerline uh during the last day of school as like a prank wow. and the teach uh, the the principal gets upset and like threatens Max and his friends uh that like oh if you you know this is going to be on your permanent record and you're just going to be a bad you know a bad child you know a delinquent yeah. or something like that and goofy is so traumatized getting a call from the principal's office about wow. uh max's delinquent behavior that he decides to do a father-son road trip with him um during the summer Meaning, wow yeah this is it, it gets really hard because then uh max because goofy to- goofy can't have any other emotions but just be happy and and so if there's something that is preventing him from just being joyful and happy, he has to run away. He has to drive cross country. Homeboy gets shows our our man Goofy shows so many damn emotions in this film. It is 
it is a the the epitome of a father son bond. It's like it's a parental like it's Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. So there, it's just a great. It's an awkwardly good film. Like I I think it's I think it deals with generational divides. It's a coming wow. of age story. Uh, it's heartbreak. It's extremely heartbreaking. There's wow. there's I think um, I don't know as as a first generation American, I felt that I connected with this story extremely well. I say as I have to silence <laughs> my father. No, no, no. Cause like, uh, you know, Goofy has a big, uh, you know, old school parent way. And, oh, and all Max wants to do is go to this Powerline concert that I'm pretty sure is in LA. Like he wants to go to this concert venue that everyone's going to watch this live concert at the end of the summer. And he says he fucking promises such a stupid kid. Mm-hmm. He promises to the girl he's like crushing on. Roxanne. Roxanne. He goes, not only am I going to be at the Powerline concert, he's like, my dad knows Powerline and we're going to like, wow. we're going to be on the stage and we're going to wave to you. Wow. Like, Whoa. That is he's a like, liar. Yeah. Big, big lie. That's some Aladdin level lying. It's just so so heavy-handed and this girl who it's like who's naive enough to believe this but she is i guess i don't know yeah, of course so so damn awkward. what else is happening in their hometown i don't know it's a basic town all these yeah. kids are like obsessed with like like the you know the last day of of school just like yeah. how i guess we all were through k through 12 but it's just kind of weird so this boy goes on a road trip with his father and like Throughout this whole movie, there's like random musical numbers and songs, and nice. um, they they yeah, find because why not? Why not? Why not? Goofy sings, Max sings, everyone sings. Um, yeah. And then the hardest part is like, I'm. I'm do you want to know? I don't know if I should give away. I the mean, end. yeah, you got uh, to. Yeah. After after what is it? Spoilers don't count after five or seven years. Yeah, uh, and this is I, like thirty. Yeah, this is like an old. Film. <laughs> but anyway, what happens with a uh, the there's there's bond there's tons of bonding and chat and like mm-hmm. nice. there's like there's this really really cute scene where they're like heating up um like chef Boyardee like alphabet soup in nice. a uh with uh one of those lighters from the car yeah and he Goofy tells Max that he, he used to like spell out these really really cute stories um he used to spell out like. Mm-hmm. Uh, little messages for him in the Chef Boyardee soup. That's, oh. why, that's what Goofy would tell Max. And then when Max goes to sleep, he like spells out dad in it for, or hi dad. <laughs> it's like the cutest. Anyways, so the big climax, the like big betrayal is uh, uh, Goofy is tipped off that Max is going to betray him, that he isn't really in it for this road trip going fishing. He like wants to go to this concert. And they're, and they're and, and to the Powerline concert. And and the big, there is a literal, this climax is so great, is that it's at a literal crossroads wow. uh, on a fucking freeway. Because wow. you, if anything stresses out uh, LA drivers more, it's like a crossroads on the freeway. Like there's, we have so many spaghetti bowls. I yeah. just see exits uh, on the five, like down by downtown all the time. Yes. And all my entrance and exit ramps near Pasadena. Hate it. Yes. There's like yes. so many bad. Yeah. Cause you have to roads. cut over. Yeah. So many bad crossroads and cutting over. And so, oh, by the way, there's no navigation system. So they're doing it old school with a map. So the map has the whole like uh, 
like thing lined out and Max is the navigator and Goofy's like, which way do I go? Do I go left or do I go right? Do I go left or do I go right? And wow. then I, and 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 Max has this map in his hand. It's so metaphorical. And he knows that like one way goes to the Powerline concert and one way goes to the fishing trip. And he goes Oh and no. He, he puts him towards the Powerline concert. Of and course. Goofy's heart is broken. He is wow. so pissed. He is so angry. And then wow. and they I wonder these- who I wonder who wrote the Goofy movie. It's probably uh, someone very famous. Uh, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a really like sad and beautiful scene. But there is reconciliation. Like you know, Max does tell Goofy why he's doing this all. You know, it, it's it's about this girl that he he wants to to impress and how important it is. Uh, the director is Kevin Lima. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, he worked on a bunch of other Disney projects. He's kind of a name, and maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Maybe it's Lima. I don't really know how mm. much I'm gonna bite on that. Uh, but they had a few different, a few different screenplay and and story by writers on on the Goofy movie. And it's a part of Bur- uh, Burwell did the music along with Tevin Campbell. Yes. Uh, wow. Wow. I mean, uh, this is amazing. What What I love about our talks is that it, our talks go off on really weird tangents. I'm so sorry. And this is it's it's great. Uh, and and we're we're talking about the Goofy movie, and and that's and that's you know that's okay. But like, yeah, it seems like there were three writers. So I don't know if they worked together. One of them worked on Aladdin. So that, and it was funny that you, you mentioned that those, cause like there was, there was a lie that, that happened where like he lied to Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then there's like two other dudes. So I don't know if they wrote together or, or like they had like three different writers take passes at it, but it sounds very dramatic. It is. It's, it's an extremely, uh, I think it's a really, really dramatic, um, film in my in my opinion i think i think it's uh, a pretty dramatic film also what's kind of funny is someone that is not credited for some reason on the cast list uh-huh. everyone knows this person i'm pretty dun, dun, dun. sure is in the film like 90% positive he's in the film is Polly Shore does the voices of one of Max's friends. Nice. And nice. I'm like is where it, the, the movie's in was made in 1995 so that was like peak Holly Shore time. Yeah, I'm. I'm almost. That's when like, he like owned the city. Of all of all the things LA. that like, uh, Polly Shore uh, is ashamed of. The Goofy movie should not be one of them. So I, but don't quote me because now I'm like highly sus. No, it totally. It yeah, I think he just um he's in it. He does the voice mm-hmm. of one of his friends, but for some reason he's not credited on IMDb anymore. So maybe he's BFF. Me. Yeah, maybe he's BFF with Kevin Lima, and he was just like, "I'll I'll do a voice for you." I mean, he did get like, but I have I a rep re- to protect. I, I I remember. I know what what I didn't know. I didn't know Jury Duty was a box office hit that we needed. To <laughs> Biodome. Biodome that we needed to preserve. No man. Um. Uh, all of these, all of these, all of these films um, of Polly Shore's, you know, attractive career. But yes, like yeah. Inferno Man, Son in Law, all, all, all the great Polly Shore. Son in Law is a pretty good movie. <laughs> this is true. I'm, I actually, and no yes, I, I have seen Jury Duty, but 
the point I'm trying to make is <laughs> if you Google search Polly Shore, you can find that he still worked on Goofy movie, but for some reason on IMDb, it is unlisted and I am pissed or, off. Or maybe he read the script and he was just like, just so taken by oh. everything max the lie roxanne <laughs> the fork in the road well, and he went to kevin lima and all the writers and he was just like put me in this i don't care you don't have to credit me this is the chance of a lifetime a goofy movie you don't just don't even worry about it because they were probably like oh man we, we can't afford you Polly shore <laughs> You know, you're such a you're 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 the the jewel of MTV. And I'm, I'm sure if we go to the Laugh Factory now, there's like all this goofy movie memorabilia there. Yes, if, if the Laugh Factory is still up and existing, I I don't know what happened during the pandemic. I could be a yeah, jerk, and it might not be. Uh, but yeah, it was. I was mom owned the comedy store. I think. Oh, was it the comedy store? I'm yeah, such a jerk. I, I well, I, I, I credited club. the I credited the rival, just like Cardi B and <laughs> all these people coming after you. It's like, uh, yeah, your upside down world is just featured of of people that you um uh, have um I don't know miscredited. <laughs> Cardi B and 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 Nikki and Polly Shore just all coming after you because this is a hit podcast and they all heard it. Everyone knows <laughs> you and them and the three people. Hey, you forgot! You forgot! You forgot the one the one group that attacks me more than anyone. Uh oh, the geese. The geese. Okay, because there are a billion geese in Echo Park. And we went uh, walking around Echo Park and you were talking about the geese. And it sounded very much like Trump talking about um, wanting to build a wall. <laughs> and, you know, they seem like fine people. And But like for you, it's just like, oh, you know, yeah, they're animals, but like they shouldn't be here. I really don't understand why they're here. I think, I think your imitation of me talking about the geese <laughs> is almost right. But I think I'm even more critical. I, I was just like, they're very, you know, they geese get very territorial. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, they hiss. They hiss and they, you know, these the geese in, in California don't seem to be exactly like the geese I, I dealt with growing up in the Midwest. But mm -hmm. Midwest geese, they are, they, they are, don't fuck around. they don't fuck around. They have this really... They're the um, Vecna like, of, uh, yeah, I don't know, the, the Vecna of, of, of like ponds and stuff like that. But uh -huh. yeah, the um, the geese, uh, the, the the geese that we've been seeing, there's so many now, so many more than I'm used to, and I'm like, oh, you can't walk around. You will always step in the geese poop. The geese are just laying in the middle of the road. They're yeah. just, they almost like want you to come up and yeah, them and then love. they they have all their their children. Yeah, and they just live off the the city. Yeah, mm -hmm. they don't have jobs. Yeah, they, they just. Oh my um... God, stop! You're so <laughs> evil. You're so mean. No, the geese are. Uh, the geese aren't goofs, and they're not. And they're not. They weren't in the Goofy movies. So they were not in the Goofy the movie, although they begged. <laughs> along with Polly Shore. Shore. And they're like, okay, fine, we'll take Polly Shore. We're not taking the geese. It's a brilliant film. I yes. I like I have to show it to you sometime, Colette. If yeah. you want to do a podcast It is on Disney episode. Plus. Oh, is it? Great. We yeah. should we should watch it. <laughs> no, I think 
I high key think that we should do I'm an sure episode of uh like really great uh, like surprisingly good characters that people that are coming of age stories and I think the goofy movies that and the big finale is the they do go to the Powerline concert of course in a zany way of antics they do get to be on stage with Powerline and it it is the best scene in in all of like it's it's it and he's also like a um, is Powerline Tevin Campbell yeah Powerline is Tevin Campbell which who has what I think is a lot of like Prince inspiration yeah and and of course you know just as Polly Shore had his time in the sun in 1995 so did Tevin Campbell oh my god yes oh my oh my goodness both of whom have just disappeared from our thoughts I don't know if Tevin I feel like Tevin Campbell still does music but I'm sure but like in the shower (laughs) no I'm sure on his on the way to his job I think he's still talented I definitely so sure talented (laughs) I, I I think it was a great um yeah he's like amazing he he plays the like sexiest musician in all of Disney films nice is is Powerline he's so I mean, cool Powerline just yeah the name. just the name is like electric right he's just yeah like there are some there's like a big cult following about Powerline <laughs> I have a Powerline um tour shirt like they were selling them at Target <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> You know how, like, when people watch Avatar, they're really into yes. Uncle Iro. Yes. Yeah, it's like that with Powerline. Like Powerline, Iro, Uncle Iro from it's the uncle from from Avatar. He's uncle. one of the blue people. Avatar, <laughs> Avatar, Avatar. The oh, last oh, the last Airbender. I'm thinking no. you're talking about James Cameron. God, we would never talk about James Cameron on <laughs> Yummy Coco. Who? Who are you? <laughs> like you know, I was explaining because Sean was like, "I've never seen Terminator before," and I was like, "Okay, this is what happened." And I explained to him Terminator. Oh no, this makes me really yeah. sad. Again, nineteen ninety. You know, if we're you know, Tevin Campbell, Polly Shore, James Cameron. These were these people were kings. And you know who we're not talking about? The Duffer Brothers and and Stranger Things. I know yes. we get all these tangents. Yes. I, just, I just feel so bad if someone is like, Miju, we wanted to listen to, to you talk about Stranger Things. And you just, yes. you just went on what you always do, which is talk about the Goofy movie. The best. The best. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscar snub of 95. <laughs> the coming of age tale. Oh, sorry. Of, last, of last, two goofs on a road you trip. I'm going to save all my really good, important things to tell you about the Goofy movie because I'm just going to say this right now, Colette, and like manifest it. We are doing an episode of Yummy Coco where we watch Goofy movie and talk about it. It's such a good film. It's okay. such a good film. Yes. And you have That's to tell me, you, you have to tell me how um, black, the black phone is. Black phone is because. Yes. I'm going to a screening uh, tomorrow and I'm going to see black phone. Although I am freaked out. And I feel like um, I feel like it's going to give me nightmares. But I'm I've been invited to go see it, and I'm going to go see it. I think it high key would give one nightmares. Do I know who you're going with, or oh, one of my friends? So someone I don't know, not personally. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you've never you've never met her. Okay. But one uh, of my one of my one of my good friends. What I was going to say is. Um, one of the writers, I think, of Black Phone is another podcast I listen to. 
Oh, who? Yeah. Cargill, I think, does. Cargill. He does a podcast that I listen to called Junk Food Cinema, where they dissect different, um, like, he's a a writer. He also wrote, he wrote other horror movies in, like, the first Doctor Strange film. Oh, Robert Cargill. Yeah. Um. So, but they, they, but he, and he, he has like long hair, like a, uh, like a horror film writer. Sure. Yeah. He wrote he, Sinister. He wrote Sinister. And that Nomad was the of God. And of, of course he, he's, uh, he's from Texas. And I think this black phone movie yeah. is a Texas. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is like a, another one he did, but junk food cinema. Uh, I don't know why it's, they already have enough fans like they don't need more fans like they're they but but it is a fun podcast to listen to from i, yeah. I listen to it from time to time on road trips um, yeah i mean we have the same fans we have the same fan base oh yes they yeah they they do do like i think uh patreon like requests episodes and somebody requested follow that bird which is also oh one of my okay I, yeah that's a great movie yeah that one you- i I, I also don't remember all the details, but I did love it's, that movie. It's dark and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. A ro- another road trip. You like a road trip movie. I love a good road trip movie. I love wow. the Muppet movie. I'm a big road yeah, trip. Yeah, classic. Yeah, you would think I Rainbow would like. Rainbow Connection. Yeah. These are all, I love a good road trip movie, actually. Yeah. Except um, for. In the, Muppet, in the Muppet movie, there's a great uh, Gonzo song. Um, he's singing out in the darkness with Camilla. Now I can't remember what it is, but it's very emo. Oh, it, 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 it'll come to me later. Is it in the Muppet movie or is it in the yeah. other movie? It's in that- the middle of the Muppet movie. He, they are, you know, road tripping. He's sitting out in the in the in a dark field, stars um, shining. He's with Camilla, and then he starts singing this like really like emo song. Um, oh, that sounds very beautiful. I love yeah. I love Can You Picture That? Uh I love I love moving right along. I love all the yeah. I love a lot of the songs from uh, Oh, I'm I'm going to go back there someday. I thought I, no, I think I'm going to go back there someday. I thought that was from his own that he did. Or the Muppet Caper? The no, Great Gonzo? there's another movie that's just about Gonzo and I think they do that song. Um, I thought so, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I remember it from the Muppet movie. Where maybe you're, I think you are right. It is in the Muppet movie as well. But I think we yeah. should do something where we should just watch all these brilliant films together. Yeah, that would be nice. I would love that. I also okay. do love the great Muppet Caper. That's not a yeah. That's a good one too. That's a Muppet yeah. Manhattan. What about what about Ms. Marvel though? Because um, that's on Disney Plus. That's a really great show, and what I like about it is that it, it it's a it's definitely a kids show. Like you're it's a not... Jersey girl, that's why you like it, though. I just um, remember... they do they do rep Jersey, which is which is nice. I don't know if they're filming it in if the, it was filmed in Jersey. Like it, it doesn't necessarily it feels like very soundstagey, but like that's okay. Um, but yes, I love the the idea that it's uh, Jersey set in Jersey, um, in Jersey, in Jersey City. City. Very cool. Uh, but I, I like, and I like the fact that it like feels like, and and compared to all the other Marvel shows, you know, WandaVision, Loki, whatever, this definitely feels like a kid's show. Like it feels like a very fun Disney show. The other ones were a little bit like, with the exception of, um, Falcon, Winter Soldier, 
um, which was very much like a Mar- almost like a Marvel movie. The other ones feel like very, uh, I don't know, brainy uh, kind of like, um, you know, the, they, they really were thinking about the adults in the room. Um, they weren't necessarily thinking about the kids. So I find I find Ms. Marvel to be really enjoyable, but supposedly it's not doing as well as the other shows. It's doing well amongst like um, I think uh, in, in black and brown communities, I, I um, supposedly in, in teens are are really liking it. But uh, but for the most part, it's not doing like numbers wise. It's not doing as well as say like WandaVision and and the other shows, which is unfortunate. But I I I think it's a really good show. I think it's a I think it's a really strong show too. I mean, it's definitely an origin story, so that's mm-hmm. always hard. Like to do an origin story because not I think it's great for the audiences when you're having audiences who aren't familiar with the work that they like follow along but I think um with like superhero franchises and stuff they the old like this isn't like IP that has been around as long as like you know Batman or Spider-Man or like any DC or Marvel entity that that's been around for like you know 30 or 40 plus years uh um Ms. Marvel yeah, was created in the 21st, like Ms. Marvel, the character and stuff was created in the 21st century and um, uh, Kamala Khan. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. And all those other characters we met in in the movies. So even if we didn't know them that well, like Wanda, Mm -hmm. um, we still saw her in like Avenger movies and were aware of her existence. Ms. Marvel, I knew about just from comics because we used to take out comic books from the library and that was one of them. I knew someone who did voiceover for the the I don't think one of the video game versions of Miss Marvel of Ms. Marvel and uh like one of the cartoon versions of her, Sandra Saad. Uh she's uh-huh. a really great uh voiceover actress and actor. And so um uh she I, I like that was my first familiarity with the character. Um, yeah. But uh and another silly trivia of like Jersey City versus like me being from Michigan and stuff like that originally in the comic Mm -hmm. but when they when they knew that they were going to write um you know like a a Muslim American uh, yeah comic heroine Dearborn uh, they thought about her being in Dearborn but I think because they they ended up uh wanting to go like more South Asian um like Muslim Pakistani and that's where they fell with Jersey City but I was like yeah she was supposed to originally be from like Dearborn, Michigan, which to me, I was like, this makes a lot of, like, she was going to be an Arab girl living, like, in Dearborn, and I was like, oh, like, I I would have been more familiar about this, but you can tell they rep Jersey, I feel like there's a strong representation, like, they love mentioning Jersey City in the first two episodes. Oh, yeah, they're always oh, mentioning Jersey. Yeah, the first, or the, not the title sequences, but the end credits, how they do it, it's just so, I love that, like, animated sort of vibe to it. it it's like they're, they're it's like they're trying to take what Spider-Verse did with things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Scott Pilgrim has that vibe yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's really, really cute. cute. Yeah, I think it's um, really, really cute. It's funny enough, uh, in Ms. Marvel, the second episode, there's this hot guy who comes out of a pool. You know what was going to happen. I'm sorry, keep going. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a narc. I thought he was hired by the FBI. I didn't know he was actually going to be her cousin. Right? That's her cousin, right? I don't I don't know. I just know that 
whenever someone looks much older than all the other characters and is British, that that means they're a ah. like any any. Oh no! Like, yeah, to me, anyone with a British accent is a villain in any project. Like that's oh no. That's whereas my like Stranger Things, if if they're Russian, then they're probably the villain. Or in any project Cillian Murphy's in, if Cillian Murphy is in the project, he is likely a villain. Or Peter Skarsgård. Because like, eyes. Yeah, those yeah. Eyes. Uh-huh. So, so there's, there's like these like, you know, villain like go-tos or like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's, that's all I'm going to say is that I, I, I felt like he was very suspicious right away when they, well. when they introduced uh, the character of like, yeah, he was like, so into her, like immediately. A little too, yeah. He was like, he was like, oh, I'm really into you, but I also have a mom that I'm really close. Like, anytime someone talks about their family relationship, I'm like, oh, you're gonna, this is gonna be a challenge, isn't it? This is gonna end well. And he was like, yeah, I drive my uncle's Ferrari. Like, no one cares. Like, no one does. Like, is that the thing? And, that and he even said to her, family? like, you can drive it anytime you want. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. that's a total Max and Roxanne goofy movie moment because max from goofy movie would have been like you could drive it anytime you want but this is when someone's like pining over someone and i don't think this character is is pining over kamala like i i don't but think he's trying to make a connection like he quick. was trying when he was like obsessed with all of like the music and like bollywood films that she liked i was like nah you're just sit you're like ah oh, yeah motto too like that's that's how I I felt with it all. It was like yeah, it was very suspect. It, it, it's very suspect, very much like uh, Hans in Frozen. Like, Ooh. like we finish each other's sandwiches. Like that's not the first. That's not the first <laughs> time. That's not the first time Disney did this. The yeah, oh, too good to be true guy. That yeah, yeah. Always, there's always a too good to be true guy. That's that's right. Yeah. So, Which is all going back to Stranger Things. So we didn't know that Vecna was number one in uh, until the end of volume one of season four. And that was somebody that Eleven got really close to thinking that they had some kind of shared connection growing up in that lab. Uh-huh. And then it turned out that that person was the villain all along. Uh, so so she kind of got uh, catfished in a way. Catfished? She, I mean, yeah, she totally... The flim flam? I think, I think the hard thing with, like, the whole Vedka, Vecna thing was, like, you knew, I don't know, when he was helping her play, like, Plinko or whatever, like, yeah. I was like, There's, why are you letting her cheat? Like, why are you giving her all, like, the free hands? And then... It goes back to the, is anything in, like, a TV show or a film, like, is any writing, uh, like, just a throwaway line? And the answer is no. It's, like, so that whole thing of where she was, like, oh, like, do you know anything about one? And he was, like, I heard this story, like, where, and Uh-oh. I was, like, I was, like, no, he was a rap. When he, when he said that, when he was, like, nobody knows what happened to one kind of shit, or he's, like, you know who you remind me of. I remember when Max and I were watching that. Like, you know who you remind me of, and I was like yourself. And he said one, and I was like, yeah, same thing. Whatever. This is that's what you would say. It's so like, you like, knew immediately. I didn't know immediately, but he was sus. He was sus yeah. right away. You wow. Need, you need to have a a 
like a strong weird boy villain and this guy was reeking strong weird boy energy oh my goodness you know who who else could have been the villain like one of those smaller people from smaller than 11 that was getting beat up by one of the other guys like yeah right you know yeah no he he had to yeah especially the way that he kept um uh, the way that he kept uh, when she when she was going into the rooms like it, like she kept re-entering the playroom mm-hmm. and oh aren't you a sleepy whatever like, yeah creepy yeah so it's just like there was something up yeah it's not it's not that he was being nice ever it was it was very obvious that he was he was being a creep a lot and I and I kind of like felt weird I don't know everyone's weird in this laboratory anyway it's not just it's not just uh him you know there wasn't yeah no, brenner they're all weird yeah they're, yeah no one's good at hawkins there's no lab. one to trust yeah there's no one to there's trust, no one to trust. Uh, yes so so anyway that um the, you know the season four it's still number one as of today june 21st summer solstice happy summer happy summer longest day longest the day the longest day it, it definitely felt like the longest day Oh yay! Um, yeah, I well, right I, I I mean that in a like I'm tired. Uh-huh. Um, it, I've been up since like a quarter to five because I, I I have been taking six a.m. fitness classes. because uh, it's because now everyone's on summer vacation. This is the best. It's the best time for me to go. Um, oh, exercise. that's true. I didn't think about yeah. that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, but it's I mean it's a fun cl- fun classes. But it's, I don't know, it's just long. But anyway, so Stranger Things is still number one uh, between its May 27th debut and June 19th. The show was viewed 883.3 million hours, but it's still shy of breaking Squid Game's record. Um, It basically is uh, seven. 167 million hours shy of breaking that show's record so i don't even know what it would take to beat squid game squid game is the number one show with um 1.6 billion hours viewed so people watched it and watched it again and again and again it's a great show so Um, I, i don't know what what would ever um uh, I, I think I think overtake things, it. I think the Stranger Things is still a great show that Netflix has, but I definitely do think that people have fallen off of the Stranger Things bandwagon. Like, from, yeah. you know, it's it's had four seasons, and there's been like large, there's been gaps in between seasons and and things like that. And so I yeah, because it's been about like three years now since like the between the third and the fourth seasons, mm-hmm. and the kids look are adults now. Yeah. Exactly. They're not kids anymore. Exactly. They've they've grown a lot, and uh, so I, you know, I don't know if Stranger Things is gonna likely uh, beat out Squid Game or not. I, I don't, and I think if Squid Game was around longer, their, um, their number of views would probably, uh, you know, decrease and stuff, just because I, I think it's, you know, it's not just a, you know, it's great that I think they're coming out with another season. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to be. Yeah, but it lent itself. Road trip. In, It'll be a road trip. Road trip movie. I love a good road trip movie. Yay! This is everything should be. Uh, you would think I I liked. You would think with you saying that Colette that yeah. I was into those like really farcy 
uh, like road trip films of the early aughts, but I actually wasn't, I didn't really care for them. Oh. Like your like road trip or road trip and stuff like that. But, but I, I like, I, I did like Rat Race. Um, rat Race, who's in Rat Race? Uh, Seth Green, I think, is in Rat Race. There's a lot, of, there's like I a lot of like people, you know like it. Rowan Atkinson. But, it, but you, you like uh, kind of games like that. Yeah, I do like me a, a, a movie. I was, you know, out of yeah. nowhere in my timeline on uh, on my timeline on Facebook today, it showed that like previously, I think not last year, but the year before last or whatever, I had re- I was like really excited to see Ready or Not when okay. that was in theaters, which was a movie about um, a woman who like marries into a gaming family and like the it's like a it's like a genre it's like a genre film that is a little comedic of like she marries into a gaming family and they're mm-hmm. playing hide and seek and they have to not you know they have to find her before sunset or or sunrise uh, and they're trying to murder her like are you oh. not familiar with ready or not no i'll send you ready? the trailer after this oh has- who's this oh from nurse jackie right isn't it uh, I don't know. I did not watch Nurse Jackie. That's a great show. Uh, Ready or Not has oh, uh, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving, who's Hugo Weaving's daughter. Oh, uh, she's also, she's Australian. Yeah, she's Australian. Okay. Um, it's like a yeah, it's like a little India. It, you know, like you're next or something like that. You know, so the, the logline. Yeah. Yeah. The logline you- is a, a a bride's wedding night takes a sinister a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. Oh yeah, uh Andy McDowell is like the mother-in-law. It's like a really it's a great film. I don't know. Whoa. It's, Whoa. it's not It's not my favorite like genre film of 2019, but it still it like checked a lot of the boxes. Um it checked a lot of the boxes of good genre films. Like, oh, you know, it's like a oh, fun, a fun genre watch. Uh, nice. It's, okay. it's weird. That's something to check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly, like I said, uh, w- once I once I join the Fivers and become a recurring a guest, <laughs> recurring guest, Colette, uh, I have all these recommendations that I want to use. I feel like it's on Disney Plus also. What? Really? That's such a movie that I would not think would be on Disney Plus. But... It's coming up as an, as an option. Oh, maybe, maybe in Europe? It, maybe it was a 20th Century Fox property. I don't... But back to Stranger Things and everything going on. It's funny. I've started to, like, rank... You know, when you start to watch shows that, like... It's not like there's, you know, as as you and I know from like writing and stuff, it's not just like an A and B storyline, but there's like four different plots going on simultaneously. Right, you start yeah. to like rank which ones you actually enjoy more than others. Okay. Uh, and I hate to say, I find the Russian storyline in Stranger Things to be like the least interesting for me. Definitely. But I am Especially so with in- the Agent Orange bit. Like it, yeah. that was, there was just a lot of like, okay, let's throw this in there. Let's throw that in there. Um, okay, let's move on. It, it it felt like the wrong road trip, like buddy comedy, with with everything mm-hmm. with everything in in that one storyline. That being said, the right road trip buddy comedy I felt like was the California storyline, 
once they started to get that moving, which took way too long. With but, the uh, with Eduardo, the surf, surfer pizza guy. Yeah, Eduardo Franco Argyle. Argyle is yeah, Argyle. one of, he's like my second or third favorite new character. Is uh, Yeah, it's amazing. But Charlie, the, the brother, I think that's his name. Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan. Oh, his real name is Charlie. Uh, but yeah, Jonathan, they could he could he could be in the upside down like he oh. could be stuck in the upside down he's he's not giving anything yeah so yummy coco i guess my question to ask you is who do you want to live and who do you want to die wow i mean i want everyone to live um but Don't like that option yummy coco. oh oh i mean yeah he's he's uh i love him uh you love I mean, jonathan i love i mean why not but then he's not like offering anything to the situation and he's not like he's just in the car he's just in the passenger seat oh come on guys like he's not like saying anything he's not doing anything um he offers nothing yummy coco i believe it was a great group known as tlc yes that described Jonathan as a scrub, as as you easily said. <laughs> and no, I don't want no scrubs. Yeah, uh, he's sitting in his uh, sitting in the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to yeah. holler, and that's exactly what uh, Jonathan Byers does. And I, you know, Will Byers is clearly a stronger character, and Jonathan Byers could be stuck in the upside down. And everyone would be like, "What song do we play for Jonathan Byers?" And I say, "Hey guys." Put that tape cassette down. We don't need to play any song for Jonathan Byers. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He yeah. can just stay there and just let it stay there. Let Vecna, you know, crack his body and just yeah. take out his eyes and all that. Yeah. I also feel that way about Mike. I, I'm not, I've never been a fan of Mike, but I. Oh, uh, wow. He's also, I, yeah, he's also not really offering, just a pretty face. He. I don't think he's pretty. I think he's, I think. Of all the weirdness of this season, in the beginning of it, I was like, if I can, t there were so many bad, bad, bad wigs this season. Yeah. Uh, in in Stranger Things, Stranger Things season four, part one, <laughs> there were, yeah. and when I mean bad wigs, I meant all the guy wigs. I felt like there were there were so many not great guy haircuts on on our on our on our young guys. Except for uh, Steve. Steve always has awesome Steve hair. Is, Steve is a gem. His hair and him are so beautiful. But yeah. uh, Mike was, I felt like, a consistent little shit whose aloofness to everyone around him has been worse and worse with time. I don't know why uh, both, what it looks like, like Will and Eleven are both into Mike. And I yes. don't know why. Because I think Mike is just so He's Not just into himself. Yeah, he's very into himself. And that obsession and vanity got worse with each season. Like, he's, he became the peak of, like, unlikable around, like, season two or three. And it's wow. like, yeah, I never, Mike could be, Mike is the same thing. Like, if he was stuck in the upside down and someone was like, find a tape cassette, I would be like, hey, guys, no, let's not go through <laughs> this collection. He doesn't deserve or I'd be I'd be worse. I would play every other terrible like 
song out there so we didn't get through like i didn't know mike liked the safety dance and i was like he does now Oops. yeah like, and then oh oh oh, oh he's i guess taken I, by i guess that was yeah. his favorite song yes, that was his favorite song right i would probably i would probably do that i would i would play all of my favorite songs to like compensate so so we wouldn't give mike his favorite song because that's not nice but oh well like that's how I feel about Mike uh I just feel like he's a very not nice kind of guy um and he deserves a lot of mediocreness uh another like everyone noticed this one but like another like subtlety in Stranger Things that I thought was so obvious is when they were doing their in like the first episode they're like oh we're gonna do this school project where who's our Mm -hmm. biggest hero um and uh you know Eleven Eleven does Hopper, which is really, it's really sad. I'm like, mm-hmm. as, as people who are now in California, I'm like, listen, I know kids are bullies and stuff like that, but did kids really in the 80s, like, shit on your dead dad's, like, you know, your paper mache project? That was awkward. That was, was very so weird. Like, I was like, this doesn't seem realistic at all. Yeah. Like, it, like beating her with a with the roller skate sure but like her like tormenting you with like you know wrecking your paper mache and then going through all the effort at at the roller rink like that was just that was yeah oh, i guess they were, they were trying to yeah. maybe channel carrie or something sure. yeah there was a they, lot of carrie allergy energy yeah and then Will's Will's project is clearly like Alan Turing, and I was like, "Well, yeah, guys, we all know, we all know the subtext here. If it's if it's not obvious, like six times over, when Eleven's like, Will's doing a drawing, he won't let me see it. He says it's for someone special, but he won't tell me who. It's like, yeah, we we nose on the head, like yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so Will should survive. Eleven will likely survive." I wish Mike was gone. I wish Jonathan was gone. I wish Nancy was gone. Uh, I actually like, and I wonder if I liked Jonathan because of Nancy. I like Nancy. I like, I like Nancy. She's, she's feeling Steve again. Um, Of course, uh, you know, Robin is, is really awesome, but she's obviously not into Steve. So he needs a romance. And so. I guess well, that's Steve why was, they keep her around, Nancy. Steve was definitely seeing another girl at school. Like she was, he was seeing this chick who was in um, at the pep rally. But Ooh. I feel like he was really bored with it. And I think it's you know that's the hardest, really cute thing about Steve Harrington. Not just that Steve the Hair Harrington. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just that you have Joe Carey doing this really like nice character but he's one of the few characters that i think are layered much better mm-hmm. than the, like oh, oh they I did think- such a great job with his character because he he started off as a, like a tool yeah like a total douchebag and he's had this like redemption story it's been pretty amazing how they handled that so character strong. yeah yeah it's been so strong and so it, it would really break my heart to see them kill steve but i also think i'm a i'm avoiding the elephant in the room which is the more you know, after I saw season one, I was like, there's nothing that isn't transparent about them, like, potentially killing Steve. If 
And I feel bad saying, I don't know if it'll be today and I don't know if it'll be tomorrow, uh-uh. but, but I feel like it'll happen before the series ends. You know, it's the weird thing about the Harry Potter franchise that someone once said, I don't know if it was uh, the turf JK Rowling or someone else, but it's like, there's no way for the Weasley family. There's too many of them for them all to survive. Whoa. And so it was always Whoa, implied that like, someone has to go. And by the, by the end of, you know, by the end of the Harry Potter franchise, you know, it's a massacre. Um, yeah. The the battle at Hogwarts, there's a lot of, a lot of casualties on the good side. Um, and so uh, it's the same, like Stranger Things is, is a genre film. And, and every season, we usually lose at least a, you know, a nice character. Um, and Steve is the nicest character. So this is just really awkward. Um, so I hope they don't do it, but I, I, I think a lot of people will go berserk if they, if they get rid of Steve, but it also seems like he's the one who's most likely to like sacrifice for everyone else. Yeah. Well, season five. Yeah. I mean, season five is going to be its last once, uh, season four, like the, the rest of season four hits on July 1st. It's about two episodes, both like movie lengths. Um, that's going to happen. And then who knows when we'll get season five because it took three years for the season four thing to come in. And then, you know, Netflix is saying like, we're, we're not gonna, we're spending money. They're laying off people, but it's like, we're spending money anyway. And so like, maybe they'll give them enough money to, to make um, a really expansive and incredible season five. Um, But it might take a few years. I'm going to say, speaking of character arches really quick, Colette, before mm-hmm. I, I forget, the one person we didn't mention who I think also has like one of the stronger character arches just of this season, uh, yeah. and this character usually doesn't get a good, like a great character arch, but I feel like for this season they gave him a pretty decent one, was like Lucas. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, did the whole of him like being on the basketball team and uh-huh. doing really well. And I feel like everyone's like, oh, damn, Lucas, are you going to sell out your friends? Like, what's going to happen? And he fucking, not only does he come for his friends and, like, saves them, but also, uh, like, the torch and care that he has for Max is just so fucking beautiful. Like, every, yeah. like, Caleb McLaughlin, I think, you know, doesn't get enough credit for, and 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 just the care, how, how the Duffer Brothers did Lucas and shit like that, like, does, like, out of all of the four kids mm-hmm. he is the strongest boy right now like oh. he's, the, he's the strongest guy he's that turned boy. into he is he's the best boy who turned into a man like uh-huh. like dustin's really funny he's the he's he's the comedic relief and he's very strong you know will yeah. is the 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 very like worrisome empath and mike was at most de facto like mike plays <laughs> Mike is is not a leader, but de- emphasis on de facto leader. Like he, Mike was just he's the guy out of the group of friends who talks the loudest, and that makes him somehow a leader. And he got the first girlfriend. But Mike, there's nothing leadery about Mike. He's kind of a jerk. He's a totally. push, he's a pushy bratty guy who is who's like crappy to his family, crappy to his sister, crappy to you know the girl that he claims that he likes you know, crappy to all his friends. 
So if we could get rid of one of those boys, it would be Mike. And if we can make Caleb, uh, if we can make Lucas the new leader, I would be so freaking content. Ooh, you never know. You never know. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see. And then um, supposedly uh, Vecna will be back also in the fifth season. Um, oh, wow. is saying, let me put it this way. I know about season five. Take take from that what you will. The, the actor Jamie Campbell Bauer said. Oh, wow. That's some, yeah. that's some words right there. That's some words. And so so basically, like, you know, his costume is is the um they wanted like their version of the Night King. Mm. And so then because of that, because they have so much money, the Netflix gives them so much money to make the show, they just hired the dudes that created the Night King. So how does the, this not surprise me? Yeah. So like the makeup designer and visual effects artist, um, his name is Barry Gower. He worked on Chernobyl, like all those like burned, like chemical, whatever people. Um, so he, so they worked on that. And then of course the Night King and they slathered Vecna with like KY jelly um, to give him that glossy finish. The suit itself is like 90 pounds, is like 30 pounds. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. So that so that costume will be seen again in the in the next season. So so basically, in the two episodes coming up, something's going to happen. Whatever's going to happen, whatever goes down. But I don't think that they're going to necessarily destroy Vecna. Um, and yeah, maybe one of one of the friends will die. We don't know. Maybe it'll be Eddie Munster, Eddie Munson with the the sick guitar. You know, maybe that maybe he's going to be the sacrifice. Do you follow Barry Gower on Instagram? No, but I, I'm gonna. You should. Like, uh, I I actually, I don't know when I started following him on, in, like, what reason and why I started following him on Instagram. But I followed him on Instagram, like, a while back for something he was creating. And I thought his shit was really cool. Um, yeah. But he does do, like, he'll, like, show you, like, him putting prosthetics on for, like, Stranger Things and stuff like that. And I, I oh. It's a real fun page. Um, but I really forgot why I actually started. Like, I was like, I don't know what the starting the starting point was. But I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I think it'll be. Uh, I I don't know how I, I don't know how you feel about this yummy cocoa about there only being two episodes for part two. I feel OK about it. It's like two really long movies. Um, like there's going to be one's going to be like an hour and 20 minutes. The other one's going to be two and a half hours. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's like the Godfather or something. I, and you know, I guess. So, so instead of it being, um, what, like, instead of it, like making it in like, you know, like five act one hour, yeah, pieces, like six episodes or, or or four episodes. They were like, no, we're just gonna make two episodes, and they're gonna be feature film length, like one Titanic length, and yes. one like uh, road trip or road trip. Yeah, like, one, one like one like son in law Polly like, Shore rom, movie, one like rom com, and one epic drama. Like, yes. Wait, does yeah. that mean? Wait, hold on. Does that mean like one of these episodes is going to be like a whole like fantasy, like what if thing of Probably. like this is like what could have happened, and then the second episode's like, 
we just were fucking with you for the first one. Yeah, yeah this is what actually is happening. Yeah. Like fucking multiple endings from Clue. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It might be, it might be a Clue ending. It might be, it might be a road trip. It might be, it could be anything. Something, oh, wow. something, something goofy. So yeah, uh-huh. it all, it all connects. It all something came back. goofy will happen. Oh gosh. Well, yes. This makes me, this makes me feel a little, little better. Uh, I, I, it's nice to see that you advocate for Nancy Wheeler, by the way. I, yeah, I feel bad I that I, I can't be a number one Nancy supporter because I feel like we have all these other really strong girls, but uh, other strong women, except for like the parents. There's something still really sus about the parents not putting anything together at all. Um, yeah, they're, it, they're just like, what's wrong? And it's, you know, there's, I, I don't know, like there's things that have happened where don't they see the ghosts and the sky turning orange and the wind blowing like don't they see that something odd is happening but i guess not i guess they just sleep well and they they don't you know they don't know anything yeah they're just totally oblivious or is it in the kids minds all along like maybe they all took like group mushrooms and they're still riding off the wave of mushrooms one of my favorite theories is that it's all a D game like i know it's not a, a good theory but i'm like i think it's so cute like it'd be like yeah i would i would totally i would totally indulge if it was just all a D game like that sounds like a great ending so it was like hellfire they're they're all in the hellfire and they're yeah they've been in the game all along yeah yeah wow I don't think that's like the worst idea ever, you know. So, um, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. But let's let's get ready to go to bed. And yeah, late night. Let's play a game. Pick a bunch of Stranger Things characters and I'll match you with a song that fits your vibe. So Yay. so basically, I, I, I will know which song to play if uh, that's Aww, Sounds great. Yes. Okay. Although, um, I, um, just a uh, spoiler, I did this game and the song that I get, I do not want played because I'd be like, what? Like, but you're but you're gonna tell me what the song is. I I will I will eventually. Okay. okay. So who would you rather have as a sibling? Dustin, Lucas, Max, Mike, Will, or Eleven? Oh, Erica's not an option. No, this is stupid. Dust. Uh, yeah, Dustin, I love Erica. Luke, yeah, we can talk about Erica. She's Eric, the best. Erica's the best character. The whole I my whole theory is if we can kill Mike and Nancy, then we can get. <laughs> Lucas and Erica as like the alpha sibling uh group of Stranger Things. Yeah. Um so Lucas the my my options were Lucas, Dustin, who else? Eleven. 
Yeah, Dustin Lucas, Max, Mike, Will, 11. Uh, I think Lucas, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I picked him too. Uh, who would you rather have as a significant other? Eddie, Steve, Nancy, Robin, Jonathan, Billy. Ah, Steve. Yeah. I think I chose Eddie though. The a lot one. there's a huge Eddie Stan group. Like lots of people stand Eddie. I stand Eddie. Like he's great. Yeah. But I'm not he's not like my number one, but he's great. Who would you prefer to be your parent? Karen, Dustin's mom, Joyce, Lucas's mom, Ted, or Hopper? Um I'm going to say uh, Joyce. Okay. Yeah. Who would you rather spend 24 hours with? The Demogorgon, Vecna, Mind Flayer, or Brenner? Um, who was before the Mind Flayer and Vecna? Oh, Demogorgon. The Demogorgon. Yeah, I think it would be the Demogorgon. Oh, you like that flower look? Yeah. I know what to expect. Who would you share an apartment with? Max, Will, Eleven, Robin, Barb, or Eddie? Max, Will, Eleven, <laughs> Barb, or Eddie? In Robin. Uh, oh, in Robin. It'll, it'll be Robin. Yeah, she's cool. Who would you rather be killed off? Here's your chance. Eddie, Steve, Robin, or Nancy? Nancy, next question. Who, who why is it, why rather... is Jonathan and Mike on here? <laughs> who would you rather be brought back from the dead? Billy, Chrissy, Bob, Barb. That's a hard one between Bob and Barb, but I'm going to say Barb. I got to get my girl back. Yeah, I picture too. Be honest. What character do you dislike? Max, Lucas, Mike, Will. Mike. No, Eddie. you don't even need to fit Mike. Nancy, Mike. It's Mike. always Mike. I've I've Mike. hated Mike more than any other character. Yeah, I mean, if, if, uh, if they said I had to spend twenty four hours with Mike instead of the Demogorgon, I would still pick the Demogorgon. Like, wow, that's how much I dislike. I would pick everyone before Mike. You'd be so offended by that. What duo do you prefer? Will and Jonathan, Eddie and Dustin, Steve and Dustin, or Robin and Nancy? Oh, Steve and Dustin or Robin and Nancy. Robin and Nancy were really funny together. I um, like them, like Cagney and Lacey. Yeah, I think that was, you know what? I love Steve and Dustin, but for the sake yeah. of the Robin and Nancy, because I, I think a funny, like, opposite girl duo is, is more entertaining. Like, like the boy duo is cute, but anyone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's have a girl duo instead. Yeah. So who is more of a villain to you, Billy or Neil? I forgot who Neil was. Who's Neil? I forgot. Maybe, maybe he's one of the jocks, the basketball jocks that is like all super christian you know i i hate to say this we might have to look it up to to be sure we're not like 
Because I thought Neil was the name of that, like, really annoying kid who was, like, after after the cheerleader who got killed by Vecna. Oh, Neil Hargrove is a reoccurring antagonist in the second season of Stranger Things. He's the father of Billy Hargrove. Oh, the and what's the question? The Billy's mother. So who's the bigger villain? Is it Neil or Billy? That's a hard one, but I'll say Neil. Least favorite parent of the kids, Joyce, Karen, Ted, Neil, Lonnie, or Susan? What's um, uh, Nancy and Mike's dad's name? Uh, He's white and he has big glasses. That's yeah. his like, character trait. Yeah, Ted. Ted, Ted Wheeler. It's Ted Wheeler. He is so it, it's painful. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's useless. Yeah. Who do you prefer though? Ms. Kelly or Mr. Clark? So who are Ms. Kelly and Mr. Clark? Um, uh, I feel like Mr. Clark was the um the visual aid teacher, the A V teacher. Oh, yeah, he's Mr. funny. Anything? And what who's Miss Kelly? The yeah. psychiatrist? Uh I believe so. Yes. Um, yeah, the guidance counselor. Uh, Mr. Clark, unfortunately. Because I thought she was sus yeah. too. Yeah, because it was basically like they're divulging all their secrets and then Vecna is uh, going after them. Yep. So he, that, that character actually could be Vecna, but we'll, we'll see. Who is your favorite rocker boy? Billy or Eddie? Eddie. Yeah, I feel like Billy was more like the Lost Boys, not necessarily yeah. like rock guy. Mm -hmm. So lastly, who is your sworn enemy, Angela or Dr. Brenner? Who's, oh, Angela's the blonde that they beat up? The skate girl? Is she? Uh... I think so. Yeah, she's the popular yeah, Angela. Yes. I feel Oh wow. I high key feel bad. I think that actress dealt with like some random bullying. Uh oh my god. Uh, yeah, you know, the thing that they do to women who act. <laughs> They're like, Oh, you're a character, but that's really how you are in real life. And they like she was like talking about someone deceased on her social media and they were all like, You deserve to die. And it's like, Wow, oh, no. girl. Like that sucks. That's from a um, Stranger Things character. Yeah. I mean, that I will sucks. I feel really bad because I, I actually wasn't a big fan of that performance. I thought that it was very one note and it was, yeah. I felt like not really like enjoy it. Like I was like, oh, this is a, this is a very like one note token character bully shenanigans. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Not, That's not worth the trolling. I, there's, you know what? This, there's this girl, Angela, and then there's uh, Brenner. But no, the real enemy is like five, I think is who it is. The guy who like bullied the crap out of Eleven when she was a little kid and like threatened to murder her. That guy, that guy is my sworn enemy. It doesn't matter if he's dead or not. He's my sworn enemy. Like, yeah, yeah, she had she had it really bad, and then she was even being tormented by some other kid. I, I don't know if that that wasn't fi a five, right? Yeah, that, kids plural. Kids. It was so bad. 
Yeah, there were a few like when she she re-entered the lab that like were tormenting her. Right. Anyway, can I tell you the song that fits your vibe? Oh no! And, it, and, and funny enough, it's the same song that I got. It's "Separate Ways" by Journey, which is like you know. Did I guess you think of like Erica? Yeah, I feel like our, our Erica, our girl from uh, our mentoring group, but like that's cool. But then it's like it's not my favorite song, and I'm like I'm you know. I don't know. I'd I'd want like I'd want a, a a really like empirically like cool choice. Of course. Well, I guess the answer is you need to send me the uh, the BuzzFeed quiz or whatever, so I can do it myself and see if I can get a different. <laughs> I I now think our strategy is the same. We need to see if we can get a better song. Yes, I want a better song. I agree. I do want a better song too. We got Erica's but then, song. But then again, it's not like an honest answer then, because I think we gave our most honest answers. I mean, yes, but we need a bet. I want to see what our song options are, is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. Uh, I've never felt like a quiz has done me so dirty. Yeah, because that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know BuzzFeed. I don't know if I if I if I like that cuz I don't trust them. And that's not me. That's not my vibe. No. But okay. So anyway, as we uh as as let's uh let's talk about what what's making us happy these days. What's making you happy these days? Oh, that's so sweet, Colette. Um mm-hmm. what's making me happy these days? Uh I I'm, 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 I get to do little fun things here and there that make me really happy. So, um, I got to get a gift for, for my partner, like as a mm-hmm. wedding gift. And I was really, really proud of it. Uh, there's this going like Netflix full circle. There's okay. this band that I've loved for like a couple decades and, mm-hmm. uh, they, they do covers of, um, songs, uh, like Nouvelle Vogue or something? No, oh, you're. I love Nouvelle Vogue. I love Nouvelle Vogue. It's Vitamin String yeah. Quartet, though. Oh, yeah, nice. yes. I love Vitamin String Quartet. They do all the Bridgerton songs. They do all the Bridgerton songs. So they now have like uh-huh. this huge following because of Bridgerton, I feel like. But anyway, they had a concert in LA over the weekend. Ooh. And I was so excited to get these tickets. So I, I got um, these tickets uh, for, for Max and I for like the third row. And mm-hmm. they, I'm going to say this, like, no joke. If, if you guys, if you even have an inkling of love for vitamin string quartet, see them in concert because they're like the happiest. They look like they're jamming. Like they make faces at each other. They're just having, I've never seen a concert where the musicians that much are genuinely having a good time. I feel like a lot of times when I go to concerts and shows, which are great and fine, they yeah. all know that they're putting on a show kind of thing. But the it's not even that they had like the best like audience interaction or anything. You could tell they just enjoyed being around each other. And I thought it was so cool to like watch yeah, that. It's probably coming through in their music too. Yeah. It's like good it was, energy. You could see them like bobbing along and stuff. So I was like rocking at and it was in a church and it was all candlelit. It was done by Fever. Oh, wow. It was so cool. It was like a great, great, great experience. Highly recommend seeing like vital vitamin string quartet in a church under candlelight like that shit is crazy but then the piece de resistance was like at the end uh they did an encore performance and they were like so a lot of people like know us from bridgerton but there's actually another netflix show we're fans of and it's stranger things 
And so they did a song where they did the theme to Saint Stranger Things and it transitioned wow. into Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. Oh, wow. And it was the most beautiful fucking thing, the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, the most beautiful thing. So mesmerized by it. I, I had the best night and it was like one of the best performances. And I, it just made me feel so gosh darn spent. Like I was like, I felt like they did it for me somehow, even though I know that wasn't the case. But it was it was just such a brilliant night and a brilliant show and um, doing a little every once in a while getting to do something special makes me makes me feel happy like you know going to like a sample sale or yeah Yay. going to a concert there was um, I didn't have time to do it but there was a Mrs. Maisel pop up that happened in LA over the weekend and I just oh. I just love doing like little little fun things here and there. I love peppering. What about you? What's making you happy? Oh, uh, well, funny enough, we went, um, my birthday's coming up. It is uh, cancer season. Yes, cancer season. So, uh, when this show airs, my birthday would have passed. Um, so we're just like doing birthday stuff. That's fun. Um, also like, um, I went mini golfing for the first time. I'd never done that before. What? Where did you go mini golfing? We went to this place. Now I can't remember the name, but it's actually where they filmed Karate Kid. Oh. Where when he takes, it's called golf and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, Where he takes Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth, what's her face? Uh, From. Yeah, uh, mini golfing. yeah, Elizabeth Shue. He takes mm-hmm. um he takes an Elizabeth Shue there. Um it's in Norwalk. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't I don't know where that is. Um, I don't know if I remember in, where that in is. LA, but uh Sean drove and we got there and I was like, This looks familiar. And then there's like a big poster. It's like Karate Kid was shot here. And I'm like, Yeah. Wow. And, and then we played mini golf and that was a lot of fun. That made me happy. That sounds very happy. Are you are you doing anything special for your birthday next week? Um, well, we're gonna go, we're going on a road trip, road trip, road and, trip, uh, yeah. And so, so that'll be interesting. Um, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Hope you know, stay trying to avoid the the vid. Yeah, not on wood. Not going Not wood. Wood. We went to Fiji and and came back and survived. No I, yeah. I still haven't had the vid, and I'm very proud of that. And yes. and I and I know a lot of people have been doing really well, but I know it's also catching up, and it's so silly. And uh, yeah, goddamn, gosh darn the vid, like just yeah. be vigilant. Yes, I don't know what, what to say. But I hope you have an amazing birthday road trip, Yummy Coco. Thank you, thank you so much. And, and so, we'll, we'll pick out a better song. Yes, we need to pick out better songs um, that would get us out of the upside down. So until then, until we'll see then. you next week. Yes, we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye. Bye.